3: And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. We're going to go straight to the Lord in prayer, and then we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. That's what we're going to do. We're going to get to it. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we bow before you with humble hearts, hurting hearts, questioning hearts. Father, we're grateful For all the many blessings you have bestowed upon us and on this nation. And Father, we're regretful. We're sorry that we failed to care for those blessings and to keep them. That we failed to see that it was our job. And like spoiled little children, we just went along our way. And now we wonder why evil is overtaking this nation. Forgive us, Father, and help us to know how to stand up for your righteousness now and do that which is right in your sight. But also, Father, of course, your sight is always right for everything, but for this nation, Father, may we bring it back around to be again one people, one nation under God. Father, protect the innocent from the evil that is taking place. Help us to rescue them. Help us to make sense out of the nonsense and to remove the evildoers. I ask your blessing on today's show and upon my guest, Mindy, and her family, Father. Your hedge of protection around them. I beg your hedge of protection around President Donald J. Trump and all those around him. Give them all godly counsel. We lift them up to you, Father. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Yesterday I saw a headline that claimed the police in DC wanted Joe Biden to declare an emergency because of all their gun violence in the street. The blue cities and the states that are, they're reaping what they sow. But it always trickles down or infiltrates its way to suburban and rural America, our towns and cities. We're not going to dodge this bullet of crime. It's scary to see how our cities have become so dark and evil. The news gets more and more difficult to fathom each and every day, each and every hour. While evidence, not fake evidence with hidden no-name whistleblowers, but real evidence and real whistleblowers, Biden has been uh, selling out our country for years, since he was VP, and probably since he was senator. Why else would he have taken all those classified documents and they're not telling us what they are while he was serving as senator? And don't believe for a moment that he is alone in his dastardly deeds, and that it is only the Biden cartel. Obama knew, Hillary knew, Pelosi knew, and I'm betting many rhinos in the Republican Party knew too, as well as many, many Democrats, or maybe all of them. Maybe they all knew. I don't know. While the crime in the street is dangerous, what do you think? All of what do you think of all the inside trading and influence peddling has done? Do you think it hasn't put us in danger? Do you feel safer in America because your representatives and senators and vice presidents and presidents are richer for their job of watching over us? I certainly do not. While the D.C. occupiers are occupying offices and cutting deals, their deals, Americans are barely getting by. We're fighting City Hall at every step of the way. That's not freedom. Freedom. That's not liberty. That's not the way of the America's constitutional republic. It was not how we were ever supposed to work or be. Consent of the governed? Did you, America, give your consent to higher taxes? Dangerous enemies entering at every corner of our nation by the millions? Did you give your consent? Did you give your consent to trillions of dollars in debt? Perhaps they should just start putting that omnibus bill on the ballot and let the people vote for it. Because I'm betting you won't pass. I just read a headline. The Biden administration is planning to evade Congress with secret new nuclear deal with Iran. Hmm. Does that sound suspiciously like something Obama would do? I heard something come out of the mouths of two very wise men on Greg Kelly's show last evening. They were talking about China and Ukraine and war and Russia. It was Gordon Chang and Fred Flights. They believe China is ready and willing and wanting of war. But what they said was kind of disturbing, and it's something that's been in the back of my mind as well. They're worried what Biden might do. Let that sink in. Should an enemy attack or want to seize America without military, would Biden take a few dollars for that and go hide his face? You know, go sit on the beach somewhere? What do you think Biden or Obama are of the character to defend America? While there's much to be concerned about, There are a few who are working and working hard, while some are putting on a show for the cameras in America, others are not. And Harriet Hagman went to Washington to work for Wyoming, and she's doing just that. Well, Mindy Patterson went to Washington. She's not a representative, but she does represent rural America. Today, Mindy will join us on CSE Talk Radio and give us the lowdown on what's happening in D.C. Not the Hunter Biden lowdown, but the real stuff. Once in a while, there is a representative that will come through for We the People. It might be far and few between, but it happens on occasion. Mindy, we're fighting a lot of liberty infractions, and it seems that the D.C. machine is not any different than the crime family of Biden. They'll take out whatever and do whatever to have more power and more money. And I know that you don't like going to D.C., but you go there quite a bit. How are you doing today, Mindy?
2: Good morning. Yes, I'm doing just fine. Um, spent a week in D.C. about two weeks ago and had a very productive trip, but Good. had to step over a few speed bumps in terms of <laughs> and obstacles and yeah. in. in In the form of what you've just described, you know, the the sludge, the swamp, whatever we want to call it. It's um, impeding um, liberty. I don't know how else to put it, you know. um, The thing that's very disturbing about going to D.C. is these days, because of the January 6th Mm. uh, debacle and, you know, kerfuffle whatever you want to call it it's just ridiculous just ridiculous they've made it very hard to for the citizens across the united states to gain access to our representatives Isn't very that hard amazing. to get into those meetings which we can talk about the
3: people are not allowed in the people's house without right. permission And I get some of that, but yet I don't, you know? When did this all take place? It it was before you and me, Mindy. (laughs) It took place that all of a sudden all of our representatives and our presidents and all that, they have to have all the secret service around them. (laughs) They have to be protected. Yeah. Could it be because the... Didn't the gangsters have guys that followed them around to protect them? Oh, absolutely. I'm just wondering. I'm just thinking. (laughs) Anyway... The Capitol Police. (laughs) Yes, the Capitol Police. Well, we're headed into a break. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Mindy Patterson of the Cavalry Group, and she's got some good news. Well, it's pending good news anyway. We'll be right back. Studies have shown that soy in food products could be harmful to your health. Your doctor may have put you on a soy-free diet. If so, you can choose to buy eggs that are delicious, nutritious, and absolutely soy-free. Look in the dairy case at Deerberg's, Hy-Vee, or your local natural market for Ben Roberts soy-free eggs in the red and white checkered box. Ben's chickens are fed a healthy diet of soy-free food, which results in soy-free eggs. The American Breast Cancer Foundation has endorsed Ben Roberts eggs for women who need to avoid eating soy. Find Ben Roberts eggs in the dairy case at Deerberg's, Hy-Vee, and your local health food store. If you don't see them, ask for them. Ben Roberts soy-free eggs are delicious and healthy. Who could ask for more? So make the choice to eat healthier and look for Ben Roberts eggs in the unique red and white checkered box. You'll be glad you did. that's one 800 375 discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs and join Melody weekday afternoons at 4pm Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com that's DGSCoins.com In my monologue, Harriet, we were mentioning, um, I'm sorry, Harriet, Mindy, we were mentioning Harriet Hageman. Huge compliment. I'm a huge fan of hers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to meet her once. I went and spoke up there in uh, uh, Wyoming, and I got to meet her, and she's really a neat person. Yeah. Very serious person. Yes. Uh, but she uh, has quite the story, too, uh, when she talks about... Her life on the ranch and her family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's, it's very interesting. I'm going to tell you right now, it's totally opposite of the lady she beat. And I use the word lady very loosely. Mm-hmm. Um, hard family and, uh, her parents took in, uh, foster children and taught them how to work on the farm. And, and, uh, um, it it's just really a neat, neat story of, uh, and, and, you know, I hear my husband talk about and his siblings talk about their times on the farm and the things they did and how much fun they worked hard. But there was a little cutting up that went on. And I think it was the same thing with, uh, with Harriet Hageman on the ranch, you know, and it was, it was really refreshing to hear her stories. You know, I know that these uppity people in DC and in California, you know, the Democrats in general, they just don't think much of ranching and farmers and rural Americans but I'm going to tell you what I just I'm in love with them. Yes. And uh, I just fell fell in love with her. She's just a wonderful person.
2: And she's so passionate. And when yes. you hear about her growing up years and being raised in Wyoming, it, you understand why she's passionate.
3: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's tell tell the listeners what she's actually doing right now.
2: Uh what uh congresswoman uh, hageman is doing
3: yes Mm -hmm.
2: oh well she is uh supporting a bill that would um i'm gonna look up real quick if i can find it the bill number and everything uh she's basically supporting uh, legislation that would prohibit beef retailers from designating foreign beef as an american-made product I mean, right now, when we go to the grocery store, just because it has uh, that beef has a USDA label slapped on the cellophane, does not mean it's that uh, it was sourced here in the United States, which is really scary and very deceptive. But it's part of the uh, meat cabal um, and the you know the packer deception that's been taking place. So her legislation which is the Country of Origin Labeling Enforcement Act, basically defines U.S. beef as, quote, exclusively born, raised, slaughtered, and packaged in the United States. So with this big push and resurgence of um, interest by consumers as to where their meat and their their food comes from, which is always a concern, um, uh, there's been some pushback from certain entities Mainly the Packers and others tied to the the packing meat packing cabal, uh, as to you know something that would provide transparency. You know, if you're a consumer and you don't mind that your steaks were sourced from Namibia or Argentina, then that's fine. But you should know, you know where your produce comes from by looking at a label. You know, right. So if you're okay with with buying, you know meat that comes from elsewhere, then that's fine. But the consumer should understand who they're buying from and who they're supporting. And we want to support American ranchers.
4: We,
3: we have the right to know that hamburger came from Brazil. Yes. Or anywhere else. We yep. have the right to know. or Mexico. And um, so what they do is they take it all and they grind it all up together. So you have no clue where your hamburger came from.
2: But it has a USDA Prime label on it. And that's right. And consumers are being bamboozled.
3: And she's been fighting in this for a long time, not just as a rancher, but as a lawyer uh, for a firm. And I know that they – she was one of them that was working for um, uh, RCAF USA. And so – yeah, I think that's a good thing. She's doing that, and then you had some other things that happened. I want you. I'm just going to kind of give you the microphone, let you take off, and tell us what what happened when Mindy went to DC. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, first and foremost, I think it's important for your listeners to know that it's August, and August is recess for Congress. So all the representatives and senators come home to their districts to have town halls and meet with constituents and spend time with family of course, but it's mainly to meet with constituents. So this is everyone's opportunity to make an appointment and meet with your senators and your US representative at home. You don't have to fly to D C to meet with them. So it's really important that you get in touch with them through their district office. And it's not hard to do. And you'll prob the likelihood of meeting with the actual representative or center senator is Pretty, increase significantly if you meet with them here locally. And, you know, it's, it's your time to shine. You know, they're, they're there because of you. They work for us. This, they are not celebrities. They, they need to hear from people as to what is going on, um, out there, outside of the bubble of Washington D.C. I cannot emphasize this enough. People need to go meet with their, their representatives and senators. And you know, August is the month to do it.
3: You know, I was thinking the other day, uh, the things that, the battles that you take on as, as the cavalry group. And I was thinking about the battles that Trump's talking about and what they want to do. And they're important, what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think that they're all clueless as to the real struggle out on the farm and on yep. the range. Um, they don't know, or the those raising the the. The dogs, the, you know, pet breeders and such, they don't know the struggles that property rights,
4: mm-hmm.
3: um, struggles that, uh, rule America is, is having. And, uh, I don't think they understand all the infractions and, uh, things that we're putting up with and how, how difficult. I know that Trump wanted to get rid of a lot of regulations, but I'm not sure he understands really all of the regulations that are being thrust upon their people.
2: Well, the reason the regulations are so bad is, number one, we have enough, enough already. And these are of... job-killing regulations that keep getting promulgated through the rulemaking process through these unelected bureaucratic agencies. These, these people are not elected. They're, and, the, and you and I have talked about this so many times, that the bureau- bureaucracies and the government agencies are literally running our country right now and driving it into the ground. And in our theater of war, so to speak, our members who are licensed by agencies like USDA um, are literally in the fight for their lives because that agency is, um, you know, they regulate under the Animal Welfare Act or the Horse Protection Act. But we're under Obama-era enforcement again, and it's very heavy-handed. The USDA, who should be a partner, not an adversary, is very heavy-handed with its licensees. I bet most of your listeners don't even realize that there is a large sector out there of people who raise, breed, and work with animals who are required to be licensed by USDA and inspected by USDA under the Animal Welfare Act. They come onto your property as a licensee through USDA and do inspections, but depending on, you know, sometimes who your inspector might be, if they are uh, rooted in husbandry uh, and really understand animals and your business, you are probably better off, but oftentimes they have unqualified inspectors who just go by the book, and, you know, um, and regardless of that husbandry knowledge, they are being told by upper management to be heavy-handed and write people up, and all those write-ups just tighten the noose, tighten the noose, tighten the noose, and either force people out of business, or they quit because they don't want to be under this heavy-handed scrutiny by this government agency. And, you know, there are probably those out there listening to this and thinking, yeah, well, there's some bad operators out there. Well, if that's the case, then, you know, these people wouldn't have been in business for 30, 40 years and, you know, continuing to to do great things and, and thrive. That would have Certainly, come up, you know, sooner. But this agency is is being very uh, driven into uh, a heavy-handed situation right now, which we're working on helping our members push back against and holding USDA accountable. They're just one of uh, many agencies that are driving our country into the ground, and it's not for the better. So, well, um, and,
3: and one of the things that I see too is even though they go through these and pass. These inspections, then this outside, these non-government organizations or agencies, whatever you want to call them, they come in and they can accuse you of something. And even though you pass this other, you have to, uh, you have to suffer for what they're doing to you now. And they're going, they'll bring the sheriff in, they'll bring so-and-so in. And what happened to this inspector this exactly. inspector that said everything's good. They're protected he's completely by out of government picture. unions. It's, it's, yeah, it's a mess. And a mess. I don't think that our politicians, none of them are talking about what's really happening in, in America with our property rights. And that's what it's all about. It's all about property rights. Yep. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Mindy Patterson of the Cavalry Group. And we will be right back. my pillow towel set go to mypillow.com click on the radio listener special and enter promo code bethann or call 81800 978 6168 that's mypillow.com and the promo code is bethann and we have returned to listening to csc talk radio this is bethann with mindy patterson you know mindy uh we kind of get lost in the distractions and there's things we should be paying attention to. And I'm probably more guilty than anybody because I get so caught up in what's, <laughs> and it's been a little bit, uh, almost depressing the last uh, few weeks. All we listen to are months. All we listen to is this Hunter Biden stuff. And, and then they, you know, then they indict Trump again. They're going to do it again in Georgia and, uh, for racketeering, which is crazy, but, um, It's like it's just insane, but there's things we should be doing. It it is the consent of the governed, and if we're not paying attention, how can we possibly give our consent? And I know we don't give our consent. What do you think about putting that omnibus bill on the ballot and letting people vote on that? Do you want to raise that?
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
3: (laughs) I'm thinking it wouldn't pass. That's just what I'm thinking.
2: Yeah, there's so many distractions and so many things to – so many – you know, things to be watching right now, it's overwhelming. I think the American people are working really hard to pay attention, actually. Um, and it's just, it's overwhelming what's what's happening so quickly. And you don't know who you can trust. That's the way I feel when I go to Washington, D.C., you know. Oh, yeah. You sit down with um, senior staff in a congressional office, and, you know, you, you just hope that the actual member gets the message that you are putting forth, and it doesn't get lost in translation. Um, You hope that they're truly, truly on the side of private property, animal ownership, agriculture, in favor of farmers and ranchers. There are people on the House and Senate Agriculture Committee who have no business being on the Agriculture Committee at all. What's Cory Booker doing on the Senate Ag Committee?
3: Well, he gets a little extra money for that.
2: Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) And he's pushing a bill. You know, I mean, he's these are bad people. These are bad people. These are the enemy of private property.
3: He never even mowed a yard. I'm betting he never even mowed a yard. Oh, I'm sure. Talk about not knowing anything about farm or ranch or plant life or animals or anything.
2: He's a vegan. So why is he (laughs) on the, you know, Senate Agriculture Committee? it's just awful and and you know yet i've seen this this kind of trend even in the state legislatures yes across the country we've talked about that you know there are peop- urban activists literally on the house or senate Ag committee in certain states so we have a big we have a steep hill to climb and i That's really okay. hope that your listeners will engage during this august recess and make appointments with your representatives and senators at their home Go to their Facebook page and see if they're having any town hall meetings coming up and attend. You know, our voices, rural America has got to speak up. And start one. I'm not saying this to toot our horn at the Calvary Group or anything, but this is an important thing that I learned. I had several takeaway messages uh, while I was in D.C. this last trip, but this one uh, was a little bit of a kick in the teeth. Um as I was wrapping up a meeting in uh, Chairman Thompson's office, Chairman Glenn Thompson, also known as G.T. Thompson, uh, from Pennsylvania. He's the chairman of the House Ag Committee. Really great team on deck in Washington, D.C., and I really like him as well. But he, um, his senior staff at the end of our meeting in D.C., basically we wrapped up the meeting and they said, are there other groups like yours? that are working to, you know, make sure that the animal rights groups don't amend anything to the farm bill? Are they Are they out there? Are they coming? Where, where are they? <laughs> and they shared mm-hmm. with me that I was the first person to show up to challenge the animal rights legislation that uh, these animal rights groups have boldly pro- pro- proclaimed that need to amend the farm bill this year. And we showed up to basically uh, push back against that. And they were thrilled that we showed up and they wanted to know if anybody else was coming because the previous week to my visit, they shared with me that there were five animal rights groups that had been there and it wasn't their first time to visit. They just nag, they're persistent, they push, 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 they never give up. To the point that you have to wonder if some of these lawmakers just are like, okay, I'll agree to co-sponsor your bill, just leave me alone. You know, I think there has to be some of that. But um, we need to be, you know, in a professional way, we need to be very persistent and vigilant on these issues. You know, one trip to D.C. doesn't do it. I'm going back early September, and I'm planning to go back again in October as a follow-up. You know, we have to be vigilant. We have to be persistent on these things. People, you know, wake up one day and wonder, gee, I wonder why uh, this law is in place. Where did this come from? Well, this is what happens. And I can tell you the farm bill, every five years there's a vote on a farm bill. There's a lot of um, insane things that get amended to the Farm Bill, but 98% of it is a welfare bill, as you know. We've talked about that before, too. Yes. Um, Yes. You know, for food stamps and other programs that really, you know, we probably shouldn't be promoting through the Farm Bill, but nonetheless, um, here we are. Then there's that little sliver of the pie, the 1% to 2% that is funding for other things, that get amended to the Farm Bill because the Farm Bill is the perfect vehicle, as it is germane to a lot of these animal rights bills, and they get, you know, a placeholder on the Farm Bill to, to pass because the bills haven't passed on their own merits in Congress. These animal rights organizations are trying to get this done by being sneaky and sneaking it onto the Farm Bill. So we're talking about the things that have been uh, slotted as, potential amendments is the Save Forgotten Equines Act, which I realize is a contentious issue, but it would completely ban transport of horses to horse processing facilities, even if crossing into uh, Canada and Mexico. The reason why this is so incredibly dangerous is that it sets a precedent by banning the sale and transport of livestock, horses or livestock, uh, it, it bans the transport and sale of livestock to uh, animal slaughter. So if this were to pass with a swipe of a pen, what if they were to add beef cattle? Mm. That's pretty sobering. I think people need to it understand is. that these animal rights groups don't do anything without setting a precedent to come for more. So, you know, horses are livestock. So if you can ban one livestock animal and it's transport to horse processing, you can certainly ban, you know, and you know that's what this is going to lead to. This is what they want under the, the cloak of climate change. I mean, that's what they're going to push it under. And then there's uh, the Tennessee Walking Horse Industry Bill that is, is basically called the Prevent All Soaring Tactics Act is already illegal and is regulated under the Horse Protection Act and has been doing a great job, but this is another smokescreen to impose stronger rules and regulations on the Tennessee walking horse industry that could lead to the banning of action devices and training devices for other horse industries. Terrible piece of legislation. We cannot let that amend the Farm Bill. And then there's the puppy protection. Where are the leaders? Pardon?
3: Where are the leaders in the pet breeding and in the walking horses, the Tennessee walking? Where are those people? Why aren't they up there fighting?
2: I, I don't have an answer
3: <laughs> i I mean I, I know I, I know these pet breeders they each have their own state and yeah. and organizations, and I'm sure they get together and have their little annual meetings and such. Where are they? why aren't they up there fighting this Do they just not know um Have they given up because they've been smacked around so many times I mean
2: well, I think it's a lot of Because other than the, you,
3: I don't know others other than these yeah. state organizations. I don't know anybody big like, like the Cavalry Group that's nationwide.
2: The same applies to zoos. Where was uh, ZAA, the Zoological and Aquarium Association? Where were they? I mean, there's a lot of things that impact them as well. Uh, you know, there's a lot wow. of different associations out there that take people's money, but are they using it to stop bad legislation? <laughs> Have they been so discouraged that they don't fight? And it takes us all. I don't know where these other organizations are. I know that in in the dog breeding world and in the pet breeding world, I know a lot of these people who raise pets, uh, animals for the pet industry, you know, they can't just up and leave. They've got, you know, animal business. Yeah, they've got animals to need- take
3: care of. We're headed in. We're headed oh, into sorry. a break. Yeah. Um, yeah, we need to get everybody activated. You're listening yeah. to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We'll be right back. Studies have shown that soy in food products could be harmful to your health. Your doctor may have put you on a soy-free diet. If so, you can choose to buy eggs that are delicious, nutritious, and absolutely soy-free. Look in the dairy case at Deerberg's, Hy-Vee, or your local natural market for Ben Roberts soy-free eggs in the red and white checkered box. Ben's chickens are fed a healthy diet of soy-free food, which results in soy-free eggs. The American Breast Cancer Foundation has endorsed Ben Roberts' eggs for women who need to avoid eating soy. Find Ben Roberts' eggs in the dairy case at Deerberg's, Hy-Vee, and your local health food store. If you don't see them, ask for them. Ben Roberts' soy-free eggs are delicious and healthy. Who could ask for more? So make the choice to eat healthier and look for Ben Roberts' eggs in the unique red and white checkered box. You'll be glad you did. we have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. Fastest hour of the day. We're just about out of time. We're in the final segment. I did think I'm going to say it out loud. I'm just going to do her because if you're a member, if you know of these folks and you know they haven't been to D.C., you need to give them a call. And that's Protect the Harvest. Protect the Harvest is supposed to be doing what Mindy's doing in in a certain degree. They do it a different way. But you should be getting a hold of them and asking them, what are you doing about this farm bill? Have you read it? Do you know what's in it? And, uh... That's, that's me. Anyway, I had to do it, Mindy. (laughs) Are you there, Mindy?
2: Big. There you
3: go. What did you say? I missed. The
2: the shark tank is plenty big. We need everybody.
3: Every single person needs to stand up. Yeah. And if you're in, if, even if you're not in the industry of uh, producing or raising livestock or animals or, or horses, and you know whatever the case may be. Even if you're not in that industry, these industries serve you.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And everybody eats. <laughs> everybody eats. It's, I said that's the common denominator. We all eat, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's it's something that um, we all need to take an interest in. And and uh, I'm not saying Protect the Harvest isn't a good organization. I'm just saying they should have been there. Why aren't they up there fighting? They should be.
2: So. I, I think they may be limited to their classification as a five hundred one c four. I don't know mm. if they're limited on lobbying. Um, that may be why.
3: But okay, I won't hit them too hard then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, but I know that that o- occasionally is is comes up. Um, you know, they're they're doing the yeoman's work on educating and all of that, so they certainly get the word out. But um, but yeah you know I'm look I'm not like I said I'm not trying to toot our horn but I too want to know where where's AKC where's you know I can think of other dog organizations as well that have certainly have more financial capability than we do to uh, repeatedly go to spend time in Washington D.C. and you know some people will say well it's not a terrible bill you know maybe there's some things that need to be I'm sorry no. We cannot support these radical animal rights groups. Uh, you know, whether the bill seems, you know, like it's not that harmful, I'm, everything leads to more, 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 more. We have enough regulations on everybody, on agriculture, on the pet industry, on e- every animal-related business out there. They're regulated to death. People are hanging on by a thread well, and you
3: can't say it's just, you know, it's just a little. It's not much. It's just a little. Now, I'm going to go back because I, I had, I had siblings and, and we horsed around a lot. So if you let your sibling or you do it, it was usually, I was usually the victim and they just punch you in the arm, not hard. They just punch you in the arm. It's not hard. It's not hurting. And they just keep doing it and they just keep doing it and they just keep doing it. You end up with a bruise. Yes. It doesn't have to be a big infraction, but when they keep doing it and the wording that they put in these, in this legislation, in these bills, they're the bruise that just keeps tearing down every single industry. We're talking about the animal industry right now, but they just keep on pounding. It may be a light pound, it may not be a hard one. And then next thing you know, you don't have any rights left and you got a big old bruise on your arm. Maybe that was not a good a good example, but I, it's the only thing I could think of because you think, well, that didn't hurt. That didn't hurt. Exactly. You know, that didn't hurt at all. But if you keep doing it, you got a bruise. Yep. You've done some damage.
2: Exactly. Everybody needs, this is, this? it's it's up to the people.
3: Absolutely. It really Consent is. Consent of the governed. The,
2: the fact of the matter is, it's an elect, coming into an election year, so these, Representatives and senators are driven by, unfortunately, money and votes. Mm-hmm. And so they want your vote, and they want your donation, but they want your vote very much so. And so when you meet with them, you know, the is in your hands. You've, you've got to, as a constituent, you've got to sit down with them and tell them what's going on in your backyard, what's going on in the world, um, from, you know, high gas prices to how it, all of that has impacted inflation and how inflation is impacting you in every aspect of your life, they need to hear that from you. They also need to hear uh, about your concerns about the animal industries because, trust me, even though something may be a bill impacting the pet industry and you think, well, that doesn't really impact me, it will. It absolutely will, which was your point earlier. Um, you know, these these things do impact everyone. Consumers you,
3: are always impacted
2: go to buy a puppy in the future, or, you know, even at the at the meat case or the grocery store at some point, it's it trickles down into other things. They don't, these animal rights groups literally are terrorists. They are animal abolition uh, organizations that don't want animal use of any kind. I cannot emphasize that enough. And they're achieving their goals by doing these things incrementally through these things that most uh, citizens will say, oh, that's not a big deal. That won't impact me. Well, <laughs> we're seeing the, the fruit now of a lot of these radical groups. And make no mistake, these environmental extremists and the animal rights groups are all the same, the same devil. If as, you will. They,
3: as they hone out industries. Yes. And make fewer industries. And then we have the big, larger ones. It affects every consumer. Yes. Whether it's just buying pet food or a pet, or if it's buying food in the, in the grocery store, meat or produce, whatever the case may be, what they do in that farm bill affects every single person in the United States of America. Yes. Every consumer is going to feel the impact.
2: And if it pushes somebody off the land by putting them out of business, then the then the federal government is there to swoop in and take over. Or
3: That's China. That's
2: also what's going on. They're <laughs> pushing people off their land. So the Absolutely. federal government can usurp ownership of private property.
3: So it goes yeah, it goes right back to what we said at the very beginning of the show. Full circle. Private prop. It's all about property. Yep. They want what you got. It's and you a, keep voting for them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and we keep voting for them. I know it, you're you're so right. We need to stop this. At the same time, we need fair and honest elections, and Amen. we've got one more chance in the state legislative sessions in two thousand and twenty-four to pass election uh, integrity laws. And not enough states have passed passed them, where they require yeah. ID. Uh, Voter ID and get rid of the electronic voting machines and get rid of the mail-in ballots. Those are the three things that we need to have happen.
3: Absolutely. And it's
2: my understanding less than 10 states have passed election integrity. I could be wrong on that. I hope I am. But we've got a long ways to go, and we have to ensure that we have an honest election so we can – so you and I can tell your listeners, go vote. Your vote will count. Well, we know that they do
3: count. If they didn't count, they wouldn't be cheating so bad. True. true. (laughs) So we know they do count. They do matter, or they wouldn't cheat to steal them. And uh, so it's got to be something that we're all involved in. Mindy, it's always too long when you're not here. I know you were gone last month, but it's always too long, even if it's once a month. I just enjoy you so much. Thank Thank you you. for all that you do. Let's move together. My my friends out there in America land, it's time. Join the Cavalry Group. Go to thecavalrygroup.com and see what they've done and look at what's going on. And let's work together to bring America home.
2: home.
5: CSC Talk Radio's goal is to bring America home. That includes you and your business. Grow your business, grow common sense, and together we will bring America home. To be a part of CSC Talk Radio, call 573 796 2166. That's 573 796 2166. Or send an email to beth at CSCTalkRadio.com.
0: Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain. For companies that stay with us through thick and thin and pain. Join us as we celebrate the companies who support this nation. Support CSC Talk Radio. Our All-American Market page hosts companies who are now affiliates and sponsors of CSC Talk Radio. My Pillow, McCall's Candles, Liberty Tabletop, and there's more to come. Whether you contact them via website or by phone, you have to use the promo code BETHANN. These companies have endured the economic storms of bad trade policies and U.S. regulations, and they have earned your business. They take pride in their products. So visit the new webpage, csctalkradio.com, and click on the All-American Market button. That's csctalkradio.com, All-American Market button. And always use the promo code, Bethann.